0: i Spaces Hello and welcome to The Ether. Today is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Today on The Ether, The Muse, Dow, Introductions, and Information Session. Let's take a listen.
1: All right, so since this is being recorded, maybe we should just jump into things and the people who can make it can drop in as they do to listen to the conversation, Uh, but we definitely want to get this out there so that everybody can get a better sense of who we are, what we're about, where we're coming from. Uh, And we're just going to, we have a few speakers here, co-founders of MuseDAO, um, some of the musicians who've already played a central role in the project, along with our lead developer. So we're just going to kind of pass the mic around and let people share their own perspectives and involvement so far, so that hopefully by the end of this session, everybody listening can get a better sense of what this project is, who we are, and really the vision for, for what it is that we're seeking to do. Uh, so I think to start, uh, the best thing to do would be to start with just the beginning of our story as a cultural organization. And I'm going to let my co-founder, Heavy, kind of start us off with that just to give a little context. And that will lead into the official creation of Dao and where we're now and where we're heading. So Heavy, if you want to kick it off.
2: Thank you so much for that Christos um, and thank you so much to all of our other wonderful speakers and anyone who's tuning in now or in the future. Um, so uh, I guess where I would say my my commitment to this larger uh, project of decentralizing culture, meaningful, traditional, musical culture in uh, really transformative ways Um Again, 10 years ago, when I founded Group Muse, which is a social network that connects classical musicians who perform locally uh, to people who live locally so that the community can put together its own classical music gatherings, classical music concert house parties that we call Group Muses. And we've been doing Group Muse for 10 years and we've organized over 6,000 gatherings that we call Group Muses. We've now expanded well beyond just Western classical music into any form of traditional or ancestral. Historical roots music. Um, and uh, and so you know, for ten years we have been in this business of, like I say, decentralizing this great music culture, acknowledging that there are so many people in the world, innumerably many people in the world who are aching for beauty and substance and meaning and opportunities for communion and interconnection in their community. Um, and also, there's this incredibly rich literature of historical and classical music that, um, that is being carried forth by a generation of brilliant young artists who are looking at the landscape for classical music right now. And it's not looking uh, in a lot of ways, particularly, uh, particularly encouraging on the sort of institutional level. But I think in part due to group efforts and the efforts of comparable initiatives over these past ten years. there has been this effort to say that this music lives regardless of whether or not, you know it has uh, exclusive access to fancy gilded concert halls in the big cities. This music lives, it can live anywhere there are uh, willing listeners and uh, and a space that that can hold that sort of receptive, attentive willingness to be in communion through this shared music experience. And so, um, if, if, if you might imagine, you know, all of the energy, all the classical music energy in, in major cities for a very long while being kind of tied up into these big institutions and then Group Muse comes to town and says that, you know, anyone who's got a space can uh, host and can accommodate musicians and community. Uh, and, so, and so we really, I think, have shown just how much enthusiasm there is, uh, excitement there is around this art form when it's taken out of that more institutional context and really allowed to live and breathe in community. Um, And so we have been working, like I say, on this for 10 years. Um, We built a community of 150,000 people, upwards of 6,000 musicians. We've raised millions for, uh, earned rather millions uh, for musicians over these years. Um, And having this sort of front row view into classical music right at the vanguard, right at where the change is happening. Uh, I think that the members of the Group Muse team can, I, I can certainly say as as the founder, as someone who's been in it for a really long time, that the economics of the art form are just very um, dysfunctional in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, And there is a lot of economic willingness. There's a lot of economic resource that is ready to support this music. I mean, for thousands of years, it's been kept alive by, a steady annual inflow of patronage dollars from folk who recognize that this music is too important to just be subservient to market dynamics. And yet, because of how the classical music industry has been built over the last century, a lot, most of those resources are locked up into these bureaucracies, and it ends up uh, wasting a lot of the resources and not actually meaningfully uh, leading to music being made on the ground for human listeners, in community. Uh, And so when these possibilities, uh, uh, these Web3 possibilities, these blockchain possibilities came
1: online. Oh, might have lost you there, Heavy. Not sure if you can hear me, but that's all good. If if he comes back, I'll let him pick up right there. Otherwise, I can kind of take the baton because it does kind of start leading into the idea of where MuseDAO came from, where basically, you know, what we were seeing is a lot of success with what you could call cultural decentralization um prior to the pandemic we were doing about 200 house concerts a month uh, around the country so there was plenty of opportunities plenty of really amazing yeah just cultural experiences happening musicians finding new pathways to share their craft to feel empowered as artists but the main challenge here how always comes back to is this sustainable and that's something that, I mean, if we're honest, no, it's not sustainable right now. What we're doing and the vision for this new way of sharing classical music it's made great strides but musicians per concert are not earning enough for them to just feel like oh if i just want to play music in this way in a way where i don't have to do with these old institutional politics and dynamics and fight for orchestra seats that are really only guaranteed for a small few then you know how do we make this sustainable and a lot of that is saying you know we started thinking okay well then how do we basically allow ourselves to build a financially decentralized infrastructure that gives us enough traction to build beneath our cultural system of decentralization, which has been thriving quite well and is getting back up to full speed um, after, obviously, these turbulent couple of years where we had to do a lot of things online. But nonetheless, that's where MuseDAO really came into focus. And it's been a conversation that uh, me and Sam, me and Heavy have been having for the last few years But with all of the really exciting things that have been built um, since then, it really felt like time to start moving in that direction and start building some substantial, you know, just yeah, momentum towards making this a reality where we can build out that financial infrastructure. That's what led us to then formulate the idea for MuseDAO, realize that because, you know, blockchain is still something that a lot of the world and the population are not sure what to make of, we needed to make this as a separate organization from Group Muse and to slowly build a foundation with those who really resonate with our vision, understand the potentials here, whether they're musicians, patrons, developers, anyone who really understands where we're coming from, what we're trying to do, the fact that we have, uh, you know, really a decade long track record of commitment to culture. So we're not coming in with some idea, that's not we're coming in actually quite in the opposite way where we have experience in something very specific. And that something is not blockchain. I mean, that's something that we've become more and more familiar with, of course. But we're coming in as as artists and arts organizers, cultural organizers uh, with a vision to save and help move forward the art forms that we represent. So we decided to apply to um, a DAO cohort called Seed Club. We uh, were selected uh, for last year's uh, the, the fourth cohort, which was actually a really amazing experience because it allowed us to connect with a lot of other DAOs, also doing very interesting work. It helped us get a clearer sense of where we're coming from, what kind of uh, tooling we would need, and also um, who we, we could reach out to to actually create this project um, and so that's where we met our we were introduced to our lead developer sandman who's going to speak uh, in a little bit just about his experience of building uh, this this portal that we have uh, launching in about a month and so we decided to build uh, we focused on cosmos and particularly on Juno because we felt like the values of where we were coming from as an organization and and as Uh, Cultural organizers of just a commitment to a craft and a commitment to the the long view, Uh, really not trying to profit off of you know hype cycles and these other things, but saying like we have a real use case here. We have something that we don't have to prove if it's if it's worth anything or not. We know it's inherently valuable, and we have a track record to show that. We just need to to integrate this into a new kind of infrastructure that allows it to be truly sustainable. As I was saying, and so that's where these things started to coalesce. And so it's really only been about a year since since that vision was launched. Um, have you back? I think I might've heard a little feedback. Uh, I'm so sorry. Did uh, h- How long ago did you lose me? <laughs> we lost you, right? When you first mentioned Musedao, and so I just kind of told the story up until then. But uh, as far as just talking about seed Club, et cetera, et cetera. But if there's any other key elements, I covered a lot of the decentralization stuff and, and integrating the, the layer of... Uh, you know, economic decentralization below love the cultural work, so on and so forth. But if there's anything else you want to add, please do. I think you probably,
2: you probably nailed it. Um, the, the, the one thing that I'll just, that I'll just name that maybe we didn't catch, uh, when I was saying it to a machine that was not listening to me, um, uh, was this idea that, um, you know, uh, People all around this country, all around this world have identified this as an art form that is worthy of support. Uh, but the inflows have all been into these sort of walled garden bureaucracies that that uh, create these resource fiefdoms. Uh, and, and through blockchain, we can dissolve those barriers and make it such that every musician that is maintaining these musical traditions has equal access to every other musician as every other musician um, to this resource pool that after all is here not to make bureaucracies larger but to l- make this music more ubiquitous uh, and, and, and to deepen our contemporary connection with this ancient stuff. So, um, so I'll
1: leave it at that and move right along. Yeah, thanks for having that. That's a very important point, actually. Um, and, you know, so basically, we're, we're really all about the musicians. We're really all about the, the art form. You know, that, that's why MuseDao exists. It, it primarily exists to help get musicians paid so they can do what they're meant to do, which is make music. Um, And kind of staying in line with that, I'd love to pass it over to James uh, for a second, maybe just to share a little bit, because James is a musician who has performed more group muses literally than any other musician. Um, And so he's really committed himself to sharing music in these grassroots contexts. And we actually did a, um, our, our first Muse DAO event on the West Coast in, in San Francisco, which we did in collaboration with another really amazing DAO called Thirsty Thirsty, which focuses on natural wine. Um, we, we did a collaboration in San Francisco at an art gallery. And so, James, I'd love to just maybe hear a little from you because you've been really a, a central voice in all of these sessions and brainstorming conversations we've had over the past year. Um But just, yeah, your thoughts as a musician and coming along for the ride with us. um, I'd love to hear from you.
3: Great. Well, thanks so much, uh, Christos. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here with you today, although I certainly can't uh, promise to be as eloquently well-spoken as you two. But it is, as always, inspiring hearing you two talk. Um, And also, quickly, before I start, I just wanted to say hello to uh, Sandman and to Niles, who I have not yet had the pleasure to meet, um, but I've heard such great things like about uh, your work so far with the project. And Niles, of course, is a fellow cellist. Like, I just can't wait to hear you play. I even heard you are releasing an NFT. So that's just friggin awesome. Um, and yeah, so um, briefly about me and my story with Group Muse. I'm a, I'm a cellist. Um, and you know all along I really had this just love of chamber music um, and that is even within classical music I feel like um, such a wonderful use case to start with with MuseDao because um, you know it's just about sort of like collaboration um, first and foremost and then it's also about like um, uh, the the word chamber you know even it's in it itself implies that you're supposed to be in a friendly and a communal space, which I think is a very useful counterpoint um, to some of these um, you know, unfortunately um true elitist places that classical music has, you know, um has been living all this time. But in any case, um uh yeah so so I encountered group muse first upon moving to San Francisco, you know, that's where I live now. Um and I met one of the co founders. Um and as soon as he explained it to me, it just clicked. I said, oh yeah. I would love to be part of this, Um, you know, just as somebody who is sort of dedicated his whole life to uh, this art form. I thought, um, you know, not only first of all, it put all my worries to bed (laughs) that I had, you know, encountered hearing, you know, I had read all the same articles as a lot of other people who enjoy classical music. And they're they're very um, they're a little bleak sometimes, you know, they're kind of like, oh, it's a dying art form and it's it's only it's only for old people and all these things. Um, and as soon as I sort of encountered the group news movement and I, I really do feel like it's praises need to be uh, sung a little bit more um, by somebody who's, um, you know, who's I think I think it, it's fair to say that as well spoken as heavy is about this movement that he's kicked off. He is, of course, going to be a little bit, um, you know, a little bit uh, humble about it. Um, but uh, group news, like I say, it's a place where I thought, oh, OK. First of all, the audience at these group muses was that I was encountering was twenty and thirty somethings, and it was not, um, you know, confined to these same type of elites that you're going to find in the symphony hall. And so um, that that immediately gave me just a lot of appreciation for it, and just made me want to sort of naturally, um, you know, gravitate towards finding my friends who also enjoy playing chamber music, and then just you know finding willing hosts who enjoyed having such a thing happen in their house, and it's. I mean, it's all really beautifully simple. I don't think it requires too much over-explaining, um, but I do think uh, that what I face now is is real, and and that is that, um, you know, as somebody who has been supporting him just only himself um, in the city of San Francisco all this time as a performer, that's that's well and good, and I can um, I'm happy to say that I can at least keep that on an even keel, and yet uh, if I look forward towards my future, you know, of maybe wanting to purchase some property or be able to start a family. Uh, it would I would be forced to sort of look towards um, what are these existing cultural institutions uh, that we've talked about quite a lot, and that would be either the Symphony Hall uh, or the university. And I think um, there's a lot of value to these places. I mean, they're, they're great storehouses of knowledge, and yet they've also unfortunately been historically excluding some great creators. Um, and they have also sort of skewed towards people who are quote unquote, um, already in the know. And I think, um, a movement like group muse, you know, has, has done so much to, to make this, this art form that we all kind of, um, agree is wonderful, just accessible, um, to, 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 in a friendly way to people. Um, and so that's why I'm, that's why, you know, for myself, I just feel so invested in this project being successful is I feel like certainly not just for me, but for the 6,000 plus people who have signed on to GroupMuse, I would love for them to have a path forward, uh, which looks like, you know, being able to uh, uh, establish that real kind of stability that you can find, um, which, you know, could up till this point only have been offered, you know, by these historically elitist institutions. I would love that now to to come to life in such a more, you know, um, decentralized way. And so Um, that in a nutshell is why I was delighted to you know um, jump in and like participate in this project Um, and uh, you know again with these guys with this um, this track record of uh, it's almost just another wave of the of the uh, thing that they've been doing the last 10 years Um, and so that's sort of yeah that's sort of like the groundwork I'd love to sort of set for you all and um I'd, i'm gonna be here um if people are sort of curious have any questions anything like that um, i'd be happy to answer but uh yeah in the meantime
1: yeah thanks so much james really appreciate some of that context and yeah i mean for those who aren't familiar with group music haven't been i mean it's really all about the experience uh of of you know you show up at, at someone's home maybe bring some beer or bottle of wine whatever and then you sit on the living room floor and all of a sudden there's a cello in front of you. And for a lot of people, just that it's, it's just something that they haven't encountered. And by the end of, of the evening, you walk away with often a feeling of gratitude and it's because of the music. I mean, it's because of the craft. When you witness something like that, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to hype anything. It speaks for itself. Thousands of hours of serving something greater than yourself coming through. That's, that's something that you can't fake, you know, and to us, we, we really, you know, we're not in a hurry to move forward to make this some kind of smashing overnight success. I mean, that's not where we're coming from. And I think it's important that we make that clear as much as possible, especially coming into a space, you know, into the crypto space where there's a lot of different kinds of intentions here and a lot of different kinds you know of noise. And so we, we really... You know, we're learning how to step into that space while setting the proper context. But we really appreciate people being open to where we're coming from. You know, we're open to constructive feedback on, on how we're making ourselves known. But for us, this is really a long game. And um, it's because we're coming out of this cultural work. And just one other group news little thing that I like to say often is like there is a there is a pianist who's pretty well established now. In, in his career, uh, in Berlin, but he, he played a lot of the early group muses, and, and he says whenever he's on stage and he feels anxiety or stressed, or like, he doesn't know if he wants to be there. He just imagines he's playing group music back, you know, back in those days and those times. And I think that speaks to what we're trying to do here is we want to take that energy, that emotion, that feeling of, of safety and appreciation that you feel as an artist when people are actually listening to you, not not to criticize and poke holes and write bad concert reviews, but because they just love being there and sharing something meaningful with you, um, that's what we're we're trying to allow that to be the core. Of really, what the music is to be what is sustainable for you as an artist. So you don't have to go. Oh, I'd love to do that, but I, you know, it's not real. And we're, we want to make it real. Uh, so in order to make it real, we obviously have to build something and. This is where um, Sandman really just totally stepped up and has been amazing to work with just because of his pure commitment to his craft um, and, and the team that he's assembled. And so, yeah, Sandman, I'd love if there's anything you want to share just about your experience so far with the project and also with building on Juno. Um, it was something that I know you weren't that familiar with, nor was the team. And so you guys have done a lot of work um, and off some of it, you know, a lot of it unprecedented. So yeah, I'd just love to hear your perspective and your thoughts um, about the work so far.
4: Great, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be amongst everybody. I really appreciate um, all the support. So I'm Sandman, I'm the lead developer for MuseDAO. Um, so I work with a very talented team, um, which includes like a tech lead, a front-end dev, um, a back-end dev, web three smart contract dev user experience artists in addition to a pretty expansive like support team that spend a lot of time just making sure we have all the resources we need to make this happen um so you know most of these things are technical but there's also a lot of like research and development that goes into being able to um kind of build something like this and um I always love listening to stories um, that founders have, and and I think MuseDao's story is one of the most unique, not only on Juno and Cosmos, but in Web3. Um, I think it's often rare to find um, founders that have a concept um, with real life implications that could potentially change um, the lives of you know, a cohort of people. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I chose um, to lead our group um, to create this portal. And, you know, our goal was to create a new protocol, right? A, a new concept. And we wanted to develop a proof of performance where uh, musicians can register for monthly um, token airdrops, the Muse token, um, via Uh, you know, submitting a proof of performance. And um, to be able to do this, um, we had to create a custom backend infrastructure, um, which allowed us to uh, collect the necessary information um, that we needed for this protocol in a safe, decentralized way. Um, You know, tokenizing an economy in this format um, could have a significant impact. And so we wanted to really do our due diligence to make sure that, You know, everything that we were doing was thought out um, and was strategized. And, you know, upon that, we wanted to expand and allow musicians to um, stake their Muse tokens to receive, um, you know, APR incentives to give them the ability to access liquidity pool with the Juno pairings to vote, um, to use a standard Dex that had, you know, common, you know, token pairs and the Juno token pairs. so really the full experience that you would have in a DAO um, built into something very custom for this project. Um, you know, when, when you develop a DApp of this scale, you know, you always want to look for a pretty powerful secure blockchain. You know, one with the structure that would kind of fit the needs of the project. And it's interesting because, you know, Christos and his partners have already chosen the Jun- uh, the Cosmos blockchain. Um, and so, with the power of the Cosmos blockchain, the, you know Juno smart contracts, we were able to make this happen. And what's really interesting is that there's, a, you know, there are like there's a lot of tools and DApps apps that are already built on Juno um, that kind of, you know, make it special, allow us to do this. And each of these DApps apps have their own little communities. Um, and you know, one thing that really stood out to us. As we worked with Juno was you know the amount of support that we got from this community. And I think you know, in general, this not only really encourages builders like you know me and my team to keep building, but also really prevents um, you know bad user experience, you know just in general in the crypto space. And you know these are these are all things that we were thinking about when we were building the um the D app to make sure that you know when the user comes into Um, or portal that they have an experience that is memorable that is simple for them to use that's clean that um they can kind of work around even if it was their first time you know interacting with something like this um you know the goal is to onboard as many musicians as possible and um, it's clear to us that you know most of them might not have experience you know with crypto in general so we wanted to create something that would welcome them with open arms. And I think that's really necessary to push just the whole crypto space forward. Um, if you don't onboard um, users like musicians, um, like other groups, then you know we're just gonna be really held back. And so I don't wanna take you know a lot more time, but looking into the future, as we develop and expand MuseDao, um, and we kind of build further on this proof of performance protocol that we have built, uh, you know, I'm really excited about you know expanding it and creating you know maybe a proof of attendance protocol, um, you know especially as it relates to you know this type of music, the historical, you know the classical, the roots music, you know music, um, and you know with that being said, I, I really want to thank um, Christos and his whole team for allowing me and my team to take on this project and to make it a reality. Thank you.
1: So appreciate that, Saman. Feeling is mutual, man. I mean, without you, we would not have anything. So, so it's some. You know, I I feel like the the work we've done so far is yeah, just so spot on to our intentions and the integrity that you have and your team has. So we can't wait to continue moving the project forward. And as we say, as we gain more traction, moving into further phases of building where we we really more and more integrate into that that concert experience. To the point where, as we're saying with proof of attendance and everything, where every event is an opportunity to exchange Muse token, and through that grow, it, it becomes a direct expression of the living culture itself. And that's you know that's the true vision. And we're taking that one step at a time. Obviously, to start, we we're simply launching, which is what we're doing as the portal launches in in about a month's time. Uh, we we have done some of these little. Uh, pop ups, just you know, just to get things moving. And the other musician we have today actually um, was our our star musician for our first NYC pop up that we did right around NFT NYC, right after it, in collaboration with another uh, wonderful DAO called Salon NYC, who shares a lot of our values of gathering and intimate uh, experiences. You know, I think that they wanted to create they want to create settings where you can kind of step out of a lot of the, the churn and the hype that can kind of happen around these these sorts of events and, you know, just going out and all of that, but just create spaces where people can actually gather and speak their minds and connect within the context of web three and, and navigating that terrain. And so Niles, yeah, I'd love to hear from you and just yeah how, how that experience was for you and, and how this, this, you know, crypto world is, is treating you so far. And also I know, Uh, well we all know who were there that you minted an nft as part of the process which actually paired quite well with the musedow format so yeah just love to hear your thoughts
5: well first off thank you for having me um it's an absolute pleasure to be here and kind of discuss these exciting new developments i think um in terms of looking at the ways that classical music can be revivified i think um in in a financial aspect um but yeah, that, that, um, that event was incredibly special to me specifically because, you know, I, I had spent um, quite a bit of time in the, in the preceding months talking to Christos about how um, there's a very um, dedicated group of people that really want to support classical music, that really love classical music on both sides, from the musicians that study it and devote their lives to it. And then the patrons that believe in it fervently, fervently. But simultaneously, there's this there's this lack of um, of of economic stability um, and opportunity for pursuers of 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 this kind of cultivated traditional music. Um, and then on the other hand, we were both in these circles of of Web three and crypto, where there's tremendous amount of Institutional money and spending power from these you know investment um, banks and these people that are willing to buy into the future of Web three, so the question of like how to kind of link these two was one that uh, I was thinking about internally, and when I met Christos, I found that he was thinking about it as well. so to kind of bring those things together in one under one roof and kind of link the the high art culture in, in an intimate setting, like, you know, kind of this barefoot feeling of sharing this old and sacred archaic music, but then, um, using like these new tools, these new web three tools of to create that kind of financialized aspect where musicians can, can receive, um, you know, like the stability that they deserve for the, you know, investment of hours and time. So for me, like. I was just it was just incredibly exciting to part, partake in that and and yeah I did I I um ha, I'm also a composer, a Charleston composer. And I had worked on uh my first NFT which was released that night and because of a member of the Museout community was there and was very touched, he ended up acquiring that NFT. So bringing these people together in a in a meaningful way that um that is intimate but um um genuine and authentic and then sharing sharing this music um that's the kind of model that i'm excited to see and that i want you know my fellow colleagues to also be able to experience because i you know i just i graduated from school a couple of years ago and the amount of musicians like incredibly talented musicians that i studied with that are you know switching careers because there's no clear way to make the money necessary to support a life, you know, in in a major city, right, which is where a lot of these performance opportunities take place. Um it's very expensive. So it's unfortunate for me and it's heartbreaking actually to see not not their talent go to waste, but to see um this imbalance of 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 assets from people that can afford to um you know, support the arts and then the artists themselves not being able to to um, support themselves. So yeah, I'm very excited about MuseDAO and the implications that it has for musicians like myself. And I just really want the word to be spread about, um, you know, what this can provide and what it will give to, you know, um, professional, uh, traditional musicians looking to create and, 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 and enter new endeavors, um, financial endeavors for themselves.
1: So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Thanks so much, Niles. Yeah, and that yeah, that event, I, I feel like, was just a real complete embodiment of these two worlds coming together in the sense that it had all the vibes and just the, the kind of sense of communion that a group meeting has. But most of the people there also were, uh, you know, pretty steeped in, in Web3 and crypto. And it, it was just so beautiful to see these two energies starting to connect where you have the kind of, maybe a little bit of the charge that comes with the Web3 world and the sense of possibility and potential, but then also just this deep sort of, you know, container and intimacy and appreciation and gratitude. Um, but I felt like they, they really did come together. And for us, you know, we really, that's what we want and need to lead with is experience. Um, because that's honestly like what we have to offer. <laughs> I mean, that's fundamentally what we have to offer here. We are not... Uh, you know, some kind of crypto gurus, uh, we we are learning as much as we can. Of course, like we said, we have Sandman who is holding the fork down in so many ways that we uh, are so grateful for. But uh, but for us, we wanna be a voice in Web3 as it is now, and in Cosmos and in Juno, that is saying like, this is what we have to offer the community. This is This is what we want to offer the community because this is how we sustain ourselves. And we need to find a way to make this truly sustainable. And you know, we don't know what's around that corner, but we're walking around that corner, and we're trying to make something happen. Um, and as far as you know, next steps, um, we are going to be having a launch party on September fifteenth in Brooklyn. We're going to release. Uh, we did like a soft invite uh, yesterday on Partiful, but we're going to send that out in a tweet uh, later today or early tomorrow. So if anybody is gonna be in New York on September 15th. We'd love to have you. We have an amazing string quartet called the Rasa Quartet that'll be performing. Uh, One of the members, whose name is Kyoshi, is also one of the core presences, musician presences in both Group Muse uh, and MuseDao. He actually formed his quartet through the inspiration that came from playing Group Muses. And so we're gonna have just a great night where we talk some crypto and we have some music and uh, he'll actually probably going to be on, on our next Twitter spaces session. We do, we're going to be doing these regularly where we're going to be bringing on musicians. We'll have, you know, me and heavy will be present and then we'll also probably have somebody in, in the Juno cosmos network on the developer side present as well, just so we can keep Intermingling these perspectives um, and and allow those those narratives and stories to to slowly merge, but again for us it all happens in in real space in IRL as they say. Without that, what we're doing is is nothing. It's just another empty promise, and we don't want that. You know that that's not what we're about. So. Heavy, I know I didn't give you enough of the floor earlier, or at least the the mysteries of tech didn't give you enough for but I don't know If there's anything else after listening to everybody that, that you want to add? Yeah, sure. Um, it was actually it wasn't it wasn't so
2: mysterious. I have these these uh, time limits on my social media apps to make sure that I don't get sucked into wormholes. And I'd forgotten that I'd set one for Twitter as well. So I started talking and then I hit that. I'm such a blab. I didn't even look at my screen. I hit that limit. Um, But so that was my fault, corrected for the future. Um, Yeah, I mean, um, I just, it's just been so incredibly rewarding to hear like this amazing group of people that have been coming together, share their piece over these last 40 minutes. Um, In so many ways, it just feels like a growing dream team. Um, And at the end of the day, You know, this is about staking a claim for this ancient art form into the 21st century. And like Christos has been saying, like, this is not about some like sweet flash in the pan that like explodes and then everyone jets. This is about thinking about the next 1000 years of this art tradition that's been around for 1000 years or even more uh, in many cases. And uh, and that that is real resilience, uh, tethering an economy to the single most Perhaps resilient of all human rituals, the most ancient of all human rituals, which is to come together in real ways to share music, um, seems like a really—it just seems like a safe bet when we think about you know what changes will come in these in these in these coming years. Um, you know, whether the oceans rise or the towers fall, whatever the case may be, people—you can bet your last dollar—people will still be gathering to share music with one another that comes from those that came before us. So, so I think that um, as much as classical, historical, and roots musics need blockchain to transform the economics of what they do, um, I really do believe that, that blockchain, this bleeding edge technology, also needs what we offer, the most ancient of all rituals, to tether this new possibility in something that is so real and so indelibly committed to the human spirit. Um, and um, and so, yeah, when these worlds come together, we really, we have no idea what is around that corner, like Christo says, but we know it's going to be glorious. So we're just really, really grateful that, that y'all are
1: all here with us. Yeah. Amen. Um, so as I said, next steps, we got a launch party coming up. Uh, we also do have an airdrop coming up, which will happen around the same time. Um, and I know there have been some questions out there around the process of the airdrop, the numbers that we're quoting, you know, we're happy to, to post a blog that kind of breaks some of that down. Um, but just to be clear, this is really this airdrop is an invitation into the culture and the community that we're building. You know, we don't want to give the wrong impression in the sense of expecting, you know. Uh, this to be part of a, a big hype machine or something. This is really just our kind of hello world, our invitation. And so we wanted to cast the net as wide as we could just to let people know, just to get on their radar um, so that they can start to watch the journey unfold of what we're doing. Um, so, you know, we want to make those expectations clear. This is an open invitation to watch us along this journey. Uh, but that that is just the very first step in a long game Uh, You know, we're talking a year's long game to get towards the level of deep integration of cultural, economic and technological integration we need for this to actually be real and work. So we really appreciate everyone who's expressing early interest. Uh, We're really happy to, you know, answer any questions. As James said, we'll be here regularly. We're going to do some of these um, Twitter spaces probably earlier in the uh, US daytime so that we can get some people overseas. There was some Juno folks who wanted to join, but it's like midnight there, so <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be respectful of them next time. So we'll, we'll keep these going. We're gonna record them so people can come back and, and check. But we really hope that anyone who's, who's really interested in what we're doing can take the time to listen to these, share them with others that you think might also value the work that we're trying to do. And we'll also be posting blogs regularly as well. So, Yeah, just really grateful that y'all took the time to join. And yeah, can't wait to continue the journey. So thanks for coming, everybody. Thank you so much for holding the space, Christos. And as always, thank you, everybody. All y'all. Do we we have
3: a
5: couple questions or are we heading out right now?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm down. I'm down to chill for a sec. Sure.
5: Yeah. I just wanted to ask briefly um if uh the proof of performance protocol concept could be explained a little bit more cuz I feel like that um is pretty revolutionary and it's and deserves there's some attention.
1: Sure. Um I guess you know whoever's down to hang to address this uh I can in my non-technical way <laughs> explain it and uh maybe say man if there's anything that makes sense for you to to add. And and you know when we're saying proof of performance uh, it, we're, we're speaking of it in a very specific context, which is literally, we, we were trying to figure out if we're going to reward musicians on a monthly basis for performing kind of almost like a UBI for their performances that will be, that will, they will receive as an asset in the form of Muse Token, in addition to whatever they're getting paid to play that gig, right? So if you play at somebody's house or you play at a, in a grassroots, uh, organized concert, you know, maybe in a, in a local setting, uh, pop up or even potentially, a um, a small chamber orchestra kind of situation. You you will be receiving whatever resources through fiat or, or or whatever for that. But in addition, we needed a way for these musicians who are registered through MuseDao um, by connecting to one of our affiliate organizations. The the largest one at this time uh, will be Group Muse. So basically, let's say you play a Group Muse House concert. We needed a way to prove to pr- provide some kind of proof that this concert took place so that we can allot you your monthly airdrop of Muse Token, uh, rewarding you for participating in musical culture in this grassroots way. Uh, so what we came up with is it's very simple where you, you know, we're on the Cosmos blockchain. So require you to acquire a Kepler wallet. And then you basically just go to the portal where there's a section where you can sign up and register. And you would select the organization that you are performing through, um, and then you would include your email and your wallet address, and then we would do a confirmation both with the organization and through the email confirmation that that you know that you are you. And then once you're registered, all you need to do is whatever we, we, we do a maximum of of one allotment per month, and we're going to determine this price obviously based on the price of music token, but uh, we're saying it's going to be roughly 500 USD for performance per musician, um, and but maximum one performance a month. And so you would take the URL in this case of the GroupMuse event platform of the GroupMuse you played, which have, will have all the stats of who's attended and so on and so forth. So we would then send that to GroupMuse and say, confirm that this happened, and then they say yes, and then that wallet associated with that musician will be airdropped, um, that token at the end of the month. And um, that's the basic idea of performance. Uh, Sam, I don't know if there's anything technical that I'm missing here.
4: Um, no, I think you covered it pretty well. And I, and I think the idea um, around this is, you know, to really have, you know, Muse be integrated and kind of this economy tokenized, there has to be an incentive for people to use a platform. And I think that's where the proof of performance kind of came from. Um, you know, there has to be a user base and the user base is the mus- uh, musicians themselves. And so if if they're not using what we built, then, you know, w- what's really the point? So I think, um, you know, everything w- we made was, you know, with that in mind, that the musicians are going to come in, we're going to onboard them and uh, we want to make sure that they can use this properly and and, you know, give them back a resource that they can, de- you know, they de- use we don't want to just give them something like a token, and then it just sits in their wallet, or they just really don't know what to do with it. Um, within Musedao, you have various resources which you can kind of play around with, right? So you can stake it. Um, you could use it in the decks. You could use it to vote on different things, um, and I think that's really important. I think that's going to keep bringing people back and and make the musicians really interested. Um, and I think that will eventually allow you know, other protocols around this to grow as well, right? But this has to work and this has to be used well for the other things to come after it. If, if the musicians don't adopt it, then I, I think it's gonna be really hard for it to, to get anywhere. And I, you know, that's personally, as I built this and as we, as we watched it kind of come to fruition, that's something I always you know, kept thinking about, that we have to make sure the musicians know how to do this, can use it well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and thanks for that perspective on on the platform side. And you know, so so basically, the first phase is we're launching, we're getting the word out to to the Juno Cosmos network, just saying, hey, here we are, guys, we're we're launching. And then towards for the rest of the year, we are going to be working on on educating and onboarding musicians um, to register and start setting the proof performance in motion. Then we'll slowly be integrating. With the presenting partners such as Group Muse, and also be there at that point spreading the word to the more traditional classical music patronage community and showing them the possibility and the potential of what we've created and how their resources will get quicker, more efficiently and more directly to musicians if they want to put them into our ecosystem versus relying on the more centralized nonprofit institutions where a lot of those. Resources are lost to administrations and you know everything else. Uh, where if you're donating to a concert, uh, you know a symphony, you might think your money's going right to the musicians. Usually they're the last ones in line. So we're trying to reverse that. But the first step, as Sam is saying, is we gotta we gotta have something that works, and we have to have something that people can use, uh, and and that people who aren't very Web three savvy can use. to Start with the musicians. But on the other side of that, the portal is also there for early adopters of patronage, and that's really what we're you know, that's the open invitation here is that if you're someone who sees potential in this project, we we do reward people with a very modest APY, 5% APY annually, if you lock up your funds annually. And it's, it's, it, again, this is not, we're, we're not here to try to give you some, you know, kind of astronomical APY that we're promising. This is this is really about music and about artists. And we believe that this is a value that is it's another form of value. And just like when a When a museum or a concert hall opens up in a city, the value of that city grows. So we're trying to open that up in in Web3, in Cosmos and in Juno. And and so we want to be seen as that. We want to be seen as a cultural asset, as a patron token, as we're calling it. And so that's the the basic invitation and the platform will be able to provide those two options to musicians and patron members um, at launch. Uh, and meaning you can do everything that you would be doing on Juno swap with obviously a limited selection of of tokens that seem more appropriate for our use case, but you'll be able to stake, you'll be able to provide some liquidity to, to certain pairings. You'll be able to vote. Um, so yeah, does that, does that make things clearer, Niles? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I mean, I just,
5: I just am so excited about where this is going and I'm really looking forward to, uh, seeing the future for, for Muzdao. So thanks for sharing that.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for asking the question. Um, all right, gang. Well, we've taken up a good amount of time. Have you have some closing remarks? Nothing but
2: gratitude. I'm really looking forward to the launch uh, gathering on the 15th and just, yeah, can, a continued commitment to transforming this culture.
1: So let's rock and roll. righty. Same here. All right. Yeah. Gratitude, Please, my respect friend. to all. Till next time. Bye now. Bye. Everybody. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Muse Dow introductions and information session recorded on Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go And it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino Feeling up, I'm in a bowl, with these avalanche flows Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going And the rest of y'all know, that we hit the ground sore And I'll be coming for the fuckers, that be summoning the trouble Running on the double, while I'm handing out the W's Putting wins on the board, every fucking day They love me on the team, because I know my fucking place Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Ten spaces